0: everybody, this is Tracy, and I'm delighted you've joined me for this episode of Good Life Stories. I created this podcast because I believe we are all seeking connection. And what better way to do that than through story? So get ready. These stories are meant to suck you in. Welcome to Good Life Stories. Hey everybody, welcome back to Good Life Stories. I'm your host, Tracy Crowley, and we are here for our second segment with Cammie Miller. And this time, Cammie is going to tell us about her dream job of being a writer, and kind of like her dream life in the last episode, what that really is like, the good, the bad, and the ugly. (laughs) Okay. So now that we've covered goats, tell me about, I love that you have your dream job and I've had to adjust my dream goals to the reality of freelance work. So tell me more about freelance work. I don't even know what freelance work you do.
1: Okay. So, um, the writing is actually part of the freelance work. You know, I'm, I'm not working for hire. I'm not a technical writer. Mm I do Uh, creative writing, that's memoirs and fiction. And uh, I don't have a boss, so I'm on my own schedule. And it also means that unless someone buys my stuff, I don't get paid. Um, This sounds ideal because you get to make your own schedule. (laughs) You have the potential for huge rewards. Um, The harder you work, the more likely you are to... Gain some rewards out of it, um, and it's all on you. But you only apply as much pressure to yourself as you want. So this is like great. You can say, you know, I'm tired. I don't want to show up to work today, right? Yeah. Um. So in my head, this is great, especially since we don't have to rely entirely on my income. or to. Person working household. But now Rory is in freelance work too. And now suddenly it's like we don't work, we don't eat. (laughs) And (laughs) time management is a skill. And I didn't realize this. I thought, oh, you know, I just, time management, I just manage my time. But it's actually a, a difficult skill to learn. It's not just motivation, it's prioritizing what, what fire, I have many fires. which fire do I put out first? It's (laughs) diversifying your income, which means, so I want to eat. Am I writing today? Am I editing today? (laughs) Am I trying to sell books? Am I looking for book sales events? I mean, the list goes on and on. Those are just a few little things that I could devote my time to. Plus I have the farm. Plus I have the garden. (laughs) Plus we have housework, shopping, all the usual things. And I don't just write. I also do graphic design. And so do I work on my personal creative endeavor or do I work on somebody else's creative endeavor? how do I schedule that? You know, a lot of times I'll get a job and, and I'll tell a client that I'm swamped and they may assume that I'm swamped with other client work, but I'm actually swamped with my own creative work. Um, and, oh. <laughs> yeah, and, and a lot of times I will prioritize the client work over my own work because I feel like their stuff is more important than mine, but actually it's kind of equal and part of the reason I haven't put yeah. out a book in a few years is because I've been prioritizing client work over mine, you know. But where's yeah. the higher income? The higher income yeah. is probably on working on my stuff. I just feel ethically um, obligated to my clients to put their work you know, ahead of mine. Yeah. That yeah. I can do mine, quote unquote, anytime I want. And when they offer me <laughs> paying work, they're yeah. on a deadline, and all of my artificial. They need it by a artificial. specific day
0: or a specific right. time.
1: Right. They're not going to wait forever yeah. for me to get around to their work, and then I'd have no clients.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So time management is, I mean, it's very complex, and I'm still not great at it. I want to be better. I'm a little better each year, yeah. but dang. I work till two or it's three hard. in the morning sometimes.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's, it's interesting because I feel like that's, that's one of those things that, you know, you and I have talked about, you know, and being parents and being employed and being wives, like, you know, all the different hats that are involved in that. But that, that time management piece that when you have all the time, I feel like it's harder to get things done yeah. because trying to prioritize things, you know, um, there because, you know, I, I love, you know, when I, this sounds awful, but like when I talk to younger people and they're like, well, when I'm done and I'm just like, you're never (laughs) done. What is this? And I think like the best, the best advice. Yeah. The best advice my, my stepdad gave me when we bought our first house was he just told me, he said, I need you to accept before you buy this, that it will never be done. And I remember I kind of had like the the house, like you had the ideal farm. I was like, oh, house, like house, you know, you fix something and it's fixed. Right. Until and it it's stays not. up. You know? <laughs> and right. I hadn't really, I was so grateful for that piece of advice because when we moved, I was nowhere near as stressed about like, well, I didn't get it, whatever it is all done before we moved. You know, we got what we needed to do to sell it. But it was never going to be done. And, and like you're talking about with your farm, accepting that when you leave your farm, it will become something else. Yeah. And that you, you know, you just let it, you have to let it go in that sense. But I just think it's so fascinating when I talk to people, you know, like about being an entrepreneur, because people who've never, people who've been an employee for their whole life. Look at being an entrepreneur and think that it's this carefree, easy, (laughs) you always get to choose what you want to do. And it's like, so you can just structure your day however you want. And I'm just like, yeah, not so much. I mean, you can, but like the level of self-discipline involved when there are no time boundaries and there are no deadlines means everything is self-imposed. And we as humans just don't really work very well that way we were never designed for that. You know, we were designed for knowing how to care for ourselves. We weren't designed to have all these weird, like, you know, when we were out, you know, killing animals and picking berries, like it was about keeping the shelter safe and feeding ourselves. It was never about like, you know, am I going to build a prettier shelter tomorrow? You know, it. <laughs> there were going to be elements of that, but that was art, which was different. Oh. Like that was not the part of life that we look at the way we do now. But Dancing with that, you know, and I, I joke that it's kind of the dancing with the devil, because it's all, you know, the, how much of my stuff am I getting done? How much of other people's stuff is getting done? And, you know, we, we opened before we started recording, talking about, you know, the, the way it feels to be with our spouse or without our spouse, just in our home, and how we do things differently and lean into different projects differently, depending on how much time we have, that's 100% ours. And I think that's interesting when people shift that way. But it's also like what you're talking about is absolutely the hardest part of being an entrepreneur, you know, because you have to, you have to know when you have to prioritize your own work and, 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 you know, when you're working to eat, you know, it, when it's putting a roof over your head, like it is for you and Rory that in, in and of itself prioritizes things. And that can be frustrating at the same time. Absolutely.
1: There's another piece of freelance work yeah. too that relates back to the ideal farm, and that's the doing it right. So you know, when you're working <laughs> for someone, you're like, "I'm doing it that they the way that they want." But if I had control, I would do this right. And yes. uh, when you have control of of it, then you realize, wait a minute, that the right way, quote unquote. I, I didn't realize that it wasn't clear that, that, that doing the right thing is <laughs> that the, there's a thing, there's it's a phenomenon an, it, it's in an iterative
0: art. process.
1: <laughs> yes. That the, the there's a phenomenon in art where when you start composing, it's in your mind and you have all these mm-hmm. elements in your mind and you go, I think I want to do a painting with a pine tree and a mountain and, and a sunset and behind and, uh and it's going to be awesome and you start putting it up and in reality and you go wait a minute the space that i wanted the mountain occupied by necessity puts the sun way over here unless i do this weird thing with the mountain over here what happens in front of the mountain and the sunset because there's area here that I haven't filled with my imagination and how does the pine tree fill it fit in this? Because I had it kind of the branches kind of over the mountain, but is it attached? Is the trunk off frame? And that's what happens with uh, freelance work and doing it right. You imagine in your mind when you're building your business and, and building <laughs> your clientele that, um, there's this right way to set up your business. And then when you start working with the parts, you're like, wait a minute, this is all kind of interconnected and it's nut bars trying to figure out what the right way to do something is. Complicated. So complicated. So complicated that I went to a um, seminar for small businesses on how to set up your tax stuff. And so I sat there, their talk and none of it covered any kind of, creative work or artwork or anything like that. So I, I was had a ton of <laughs> questions at the end. Where does, what what part does my business fall under? I'm technically a publisher, but then you have this waste tax that I'm supposed to pay if I'm a publisher, but I don't produce a physical product. I produce an e-product, an electronic product. I don't do the printing of the books. And so I I,
0: classified
1: as (laughs) so. So what am I? And the tax person looked like a deer in the headlights. It's like, I don't know. I'm like, you're the IRS. You should know. And then I come to find that if you get advice from the IRS, when you call them up, if they tell you bad information, they're not liable. You are. Yep. (laughs) Of course. So, so, uh, so there's the ideal yeah. well, freelance. I think that's work, so funny
0: that, you know, I love that you pivoted. Yeah. That, that you, that you pivoted from here's time management to I need help on business in taxes. Like the, we were, the only part that we were talking about for time management was the work itself. Right. We weren't talking about billing clients marketing know, all those things that come into a business people just think oh you're a writer you write like oh if it was only that easy (laughs) exactly i
1: write not that writing's easy (laughs) writing is hard all of this stuff is hard and and it's the same thing on the farm too it's like you know yes i i will fix all these things and then you go a piece of siding is how much and what's the square footage of the walls on our barn? Are you out of your mind? And that's never mind getting someone in to get it. Of course, we're going to have to do it ourselves because we can't afford a contractor to reside the barn. So, do we have new siding yep. on the barn? Nope, yep. we have holes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> We have holes, the weather comes in, the goats look at us through the holes. And I think one of these days, Bullwinkle is going to figure out that he could just bust right through there because it's thin as paper. And then (laughs) we're going to have goats in the orchard again.
0: So you also said that when we were talking about, you know, your dream job, that you had to adjust your dream goals. Yes. What did you mean by your dream goals? What changed there?
1: So... It is the actual writing part. I never had an illusion of making a bunch of money at this. I knew lots of mid-list writers who are successful and and maintained households with their writing, but they weren't making big money. And I knew that I had to work a lot to get up to even where they were. I never thought, you know... My goal is to become a bestseller. It would be nice to become a bestseller, um, but it would also be nice to win the lottery. So, (laughs) exactly. Yes. I don't have control over that part. I have control over the quality of my writing. And I imagined that I would spend all my time writing, all my free time writing. Yeah. Um, And I had to adjust my goals. I,
0: I, if you had a, a lovely household staff, that would be true.
1: <laughs> right. So my goals now are not that I'm going to write every day. Um, my goals are now I'm going to manage my freelance work every day. Yeah, that That's a radically different goal from imagining my, I have an indoor um, workspace and an outdoor workspace and the outdoor workspace is seasonal. I have a piece of plywood that I put on my deck rail and I get out a, a high chair and I am looking out on my garden and writing and that is just pure bliss. Um, but I can't spend all day every day doing that.
0: Um, right.
1: that it's, it's not even things a reason to get done <laughs> it's not even a reasonable goal. I think about it now, and I think that that's literally impossible i, I would not have a career if that yeah. is all I did. The books would go nowhere, yeah, they have to be right. marketed they 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 have to be sent out right. they have to be edited they have to
0: yeah, yeah, so. I love that though, because I I think that's one of those things that, especially for people listening, you know, if you're, I love talking to people who've pursued their passions like you have, because that balance between what you think you're going to do and what you actually end up doing, and what the beautiful part that I see that you've done is that you've gotten okay with it, because I've run into some people who kind of resent that they can't do that unrealistic version. Mm -hmm. And that always makes me sad because I just think, you know, like that unrealistic version was never going to happen anyways. So, you know, adjusting to reality just makes you have to be happier about all of it.
1: Well, and not only is it unrealistic, but it's unhealthy. Um, One of the things that I picked up as I um, became more of a writer as a job than a writer as a hobby is that I realized I have to take care of myself physically. I, I can't write all day. That would destroy my body. Um, I have a massage therapist that works on all my writerly ailments, <laughs> of which there are many. So, works on my, my shoulders, my arms, um, my uh, carpal tunnel, all that good stuff. And um, you have to exercise, you have to be heart healthy, you have to have good cardio. Yeah. i mean there's a ton of pieces and and you have to keep yeah. your mind alert if you're in front of a computer screen all day you don't have creative input you don't have inspiration no. you have to go out on rocks you have to see no. things you have to talk to people you have to listen to music you know
0: yeah lots of lots of inputs <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> that's for sure that's for sure Thanks so much for listening to Good Life Stories. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit our website at goodlifestories.com for more show notes and additional episodes. Please subscribe and consider rating and reviewing the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to help others connect to us. What do you know with a good life story? I would love to hear from you. Good Life Stories, Creating Connection 1 story at a time.